Thank you for joining me on this next episode of the Scholar Homies podcast. The game is to be told, not sold. Conversations with the soul. I am here with the future doctor, Armando Lisa Garaga. And I am so excited to be here with you and to share space with you. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's an honor, a blessing, all that I'll share as we talk. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm honored, humbled, all of that. Um, so thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And I just want to say for our audience, let's just, we're going to pretend that we weren't talking for the last 40 minutes and keeping <laughs> on the side and then realize we hadn't even started the podcast because the thing about us is that we can just talk and platica. And um, I'm so, I'm so glad to finally got, get you on the podcast. And I want to start with how we met, because I think you and I have the most amazing how we met story. Um, and I think that that kind of can help others that are listening for them and their and their journeys um, with mentorship and femtorship. So it's funny. I, I think it's I still laugh. And sometimes when I when I reflect back on like just the fact that like even now, like that I'm with like talking to you on this podcast and I'm just like fuck like like damn like my nerves got the best of me and like what I've been missing out on like this friendship this mentorship and like guidance and support I'm like fuck I should have tapped into this like sooner so all that to say is that I knew about Dr. Aveta's work uh, just from reading and like hearing people that were interested in like in the same work that we're both doing and people were like do you know who she is and I'm like of course I know who she is but for me it was like like I'm sure like we have I, I I think the word that people always say is like your ac your academic crush but I don't want to say like because it was not like a crush right but it's like someone that you're like oh my fucking god like wow like like that was my from the, from straight up like for me you are that wow person like wow like I want to work with her like I want her to like fuck with me I want her to like recognize me to know who I am right because like we have similar work so I had friends um Sergio, who's uh, uh, someone who holds a, like a really dear space in my heart, and he was just like, "Yeah, like reach out to her. She's really sweet. Like, you're not gonna regret it. Like, just reach out to her." But in my head, I'm just like, "What? Do, okay, so like, so I reach out, and what am I supposed to say? Like, hey, Doctor Aveta, like, I think you're dope. And then like, <laughs> what happens then? Like, okay, like, thanks. Like, you know, either you say yes, I think I'm dope too, or you know, like." But like, what, what, what's the follow-up question to that, right? So I left it alone. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I was just like, it is what it is. Like, mm -hmm. I will just fangirl, fanboy from like, from the sidelines, right? And just quote and admire the work from, from afar. So then I, I did this, I guess to give context, so when I when I finished my BA, I, I, I did a fellowship at Columbia, the Beyond the Bars Fellowship. And all that to say is that it culminated in a book. And it was a book that we worked on with two of my peers, Ash Cole and Aisha Hamilton, shout out to them mm -hmm. in New York. Um, and we did this book where we comprised affirmations from folks from the inside and from the outside. And, and just to kind of like encourage folks who are impacted by like the carceral system. And it kind of right now currently sits in um in like a, like a nonprofit organization in New York City um, with a support group basically. And it, they can get a free copy. And then they basically, it's just, again, books for affirmation for families 
And um, so I had the book, but I I, I struggle a lot with like self-promoting. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, okay, it's like, I think this would be a good like gift to give her because like it, it aligns, you know, like with our interests. But then I was like, what if I give her the book? And then she's like, the fuck is this guy like now you want to like flex on me that you have this like book right because I was just like that wasn't my intention I was like and how do I do it and how do I do it well like where I don't come across that way and and then given that it's like a very vulnerable population so I was like all right fuck it so I saw you at Ahi but prior to that we had like this schedule with Sergio um Sergio was like yeah like um I'll introduce you to her like at Ahi blah 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 so it was, I think, on a Friday. It was the last day. I, I, it was the last day. It was the mm-hmm. last day for sure. And then Sergio being Sergio, like, ran off because he saw somebody. And I was like, cool. Like, I was like, the chances of you passing by right now is not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So just doing his thing. And I'm, like, with my, like, you know, circle of friends at the conference. And then I see you walk by with, well, Dr. Joe Lewis. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Joe. And I see you walk by and I was just like, fuck like this is like my like it's either now or never right like this is gonna like and and I saw you walk by and and then I just saw people and that's another thing too I saw people like coming to you and I was just like oh yeah like these people are her like people she knows them and I was like and here I'm gonna come like with my book like oh here like I think your work is dope like here you go right so I was just like fuck it let me get out of that mindset I was like I'm just gonna go but at this whole time, I'm texting Sergio, like, Sergio, like, where you at? He's not responding, but because I know that he's doing his thing, right? And I wasn't mm-hmm. tripping off of that. But I was just like, fuck, like, do I go? Do I not? So I was like, fuck it. I went. And I don't know if you remember this, but I literally went to him. I was just like, I think you're so dope. And I was like, and I want to give you this. And then you're like, oh, my God, thank you. And and, and you were super sweet, super nice. And, todo. But, and then I just didn't know how to follow up with that because I was just like, okay, got to go. Bye. And <laughs> because it's like I don't know what to say like what am I what do I what am I supposed to say because on top of that like it was the first year so I was just like I don't have publications and like you know what I mean like what are you saying like what do you say like how do you follow up with that or or what do I need to say for for you to be like oh like like how do you then pick up on like oh like he wants to continue to talk or like I don't know I I didn't know like I, I didn't know and then I left it alone. And then I remember texting Sergio and I was just like, I think I fucked up. I was like, I was like, I went up to her and I was like, I probably looked like a fucking dumbass. Like I literally like, I was like, I think I like, she's not gonna fuck with me. And he's like, why? And I was just like, because I literally just went up to her and I was like, I think you're dope. Here's my book. And then I was like, and then I kind of like just dipped. I didn't know what else to say. And then I remember you saying like, oh yeah, email me. And I had, and that's another thing too. I had your email, and I already had it, and it's, it's, it was sitting in my drafts for so long. Oh no, really? Oh yeah, and even after that meeting, and then it, like I went through edits and edits and edits, and it sat in my drafts for months. So then that's when um, we saw the call for, um, for CSCC to work for the awards committee. So I started looking, and then I and well, I think before that, okay, after the book though, I. But I found you on Twitter because yeah. I was like, I, okay, it was, it was like a really rushed like interaction because mm-hmm. when I think you're right, it was like the last day and everybody's kind of like saying goodbyes and getting ready to split mm-hmm. and go back to their campuses. And I was like, okay, I knew that how much courage that took, right. Not only just to say hi, but to like get, bring a book, like that, that a lot of thought went into that. 
So I'm like, I need to find this kid and stay connected on Twitter. And I apologize for using the word kid, but you know what I mean? Like I need to stay connected. So I think I didn't find you on Twitter to stay. I was like, this is the only, I think the only social media that I knew of at the time. And so we were connected on Twitter from that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then now to CSCC. And then that's exactly. So then we connected on Twitter. And honestly, when you follow me back, I was like, I was like, I remember I took a screenshot of it. And then I remember telling one of my friends that like, she knows like, like that I that like follow your work. And, and I was like, oh my God. I was like, she fucking followed me. And my friend's like, are you gonna follow back? I was like, no shit, I'm gonna follow back. So I followed you back. And then I see, so then CSCC happened. Mm-hmm. And again, I still didn't have the courage to like reach out or like, I guess be at this level. And I reached out and I saw the, the, who the, who was handling the, the committee. And it was Dr. Vasquez. Mm-hmm. And I had already worked with Dr. Vasquez with Jace when we were working with, for Project Males on like a symposium at ASU. And um, and Dr. Vasquez, I think she's also like fucking amazing. Like she's so dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like next level. Mm-hmm. I aspire. Like she's her guidance, mentorship, everything. I mean, dope as hell, which is why now I see where you get it from. Definitely. <laughs> and I remember that day we met and we were talking about the, you know, the committee and all this stuff. Everybody left and it just stayed me. It was me, Jason, her. And then Jay started talking to her about his dissertation, right? Because he's about to defend like this year. And he's giving her feedback. He, she's giving her feedback. So then I was like, well, let me ask Dr. Vasquez, like what my interests are and like how she sees it developing. And she started giving me feedback, dope feedback and everything. She's like, she's like, but I don't think I'm the right person. Like, for you she was like do you know who uh Dr. And, and in my head I'm just like, it's like of course I know who she is like <laughs> how, why wouldn't I like I, I like I follow her work and then she was like oh um she's like well me dijo, let me she's like yeah, you should connect you should email her and I told her I was like look I was like I went up to her I was like I'm just really like nervous. I don't know what to tell her. Like, I don't know what follows after that. And so I was like, I have this draft like that's been sitting there since Aki. So what, February of oh last year? Yeah. And it literally, it not before because I was planning already to like, you know, reach out. Because that, and on top of that, this was before you were at RGV or at least that I knew you were at RGV. Really? Is that I was thinking of sending it to San Diego State. Oh my gosh. You need I was just, gonna, I was just like, gonna like, just like, yeah and I was like if it gets to her hands it gets to her hands right but oh I did it so I didn't and because that's the thing I was like she's gonna get this but she's like what the fuck like who, what is this and who is this and then so then I in when we were talking I can see Dr. Vasquez like on the side you know when you can tell yeah, yeah, like, so was, yeah we were on zoom and she was like texting whatever but then we were talking and then this whole time she was like, you know, talking about you and like telling me like, yeah, I think you should reach out to her. And I was telling her, I was like, I'm just really nervous. Like, I don't know what to tell her. So then all of a sudden she's like, oh, she's like, what's your number? So I'm thinking like, oh, like she's asking my number for the committee, right? Like we're going to huh. find like a group chat, like whatever. I love it, yeah. So then in my, it's really naturally, it's like, oh yeah, like three, one, blah, 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 right? Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, like, she's like, okay. She's like, I just put you on a group text um, with myself. <laughs> And Dr. Aveta, she's like, so like respond. And in my head, I'm just like, fuck. And then my head, I'm just like, in my, like, all of a sudden, I was like, fuck, now I have to respond. And then I have to think, right? Like, now, like, now I have to think, like, eloquently or like proper, like, hey, like, 
greetings, Dr. Avita, like, you know, like the whole formality of it. And then I was just so nervous. And then you responded right away. And and I was just like, huh. I was like, fuck. I was like, now like she, I was like, now she has my number. And I was like, can I have her number? And I was like, okay. So, and then that was on a Friday. And then you were just like, yeah, let's meet on Monday. And I was like, <laughs> okay. But for me, it was just like, you know, like when those opportunities come in, you're just like, fuck it. Like, shit, if you would have said tomorrow, I would have said, yeah, straight up. Like, like <laughs> today I would have been like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I'll get off this call right now. But for me, it like Monday seemed so like, oh my God, like, like this is Friday. Like you're like, you're down on me like on Monday. Like this is like, and in my head, I'm just like, she's probably busy. And like, people probably hit her up and like, she wants to meet on Monday. So I was like, all right, fuck it. So we met. And then I think like from there, like it just developed into like what this is. And like, I, Jace could tell you the most. Cause I, I talked like, he's, I feel like he's like my, like, like someone that I really lean in, lean in on, you know, when it comes to like, just like support and like, just like breaking down this program, right? Like the PhD and, and I was just like, oh my God, like, like this is what I was like looking for in the sense of like support and guidance. And it's not to say that I'm not getting it right mm -hmm. from who I'm supposed to be getting it with. But like, sometimes, you know, there's like that extra support that we need. But then I also just feel like, this is like, or for me, it's organic. So organic. It really was. And I think when Dr. V, so she texts me and she says, hey, do you know so-and-so? Like, I think you you do similar work. Um, he gets nervous. It's like approaching you. Do you mind if I put you all two in a group chat? And I was like, oh, no, absolutely. And then the, it was like the, like the same thing. The next chat, it was an, an introduction. And then I immediately was like, hey, you know, reach out to me. Like, let's connect. And then I think I said like to text me back. And But then you sent me the email. And I was like, okay. But I mean... <laughs> but it was fine it was like however you want to communicate I'm um I'll communicate I'll, I'll meet you where you are if you're in my dms on ig that's where I'll meet you if you're texting me I'll text you back if you're emailing me whatever it is I'll meet you where you are um and then after our meeting because we do similar work and it's also I think rare to find folks that are doing this work, right, on formerly incarcerated students, on, you know, carceral system impacted students, and then, and doing it from a, um, like, I haven't, like, a, from a deficit mind space, right, so that was my interest to, like, one, if you're going to do it from a, from a good place, like, you're, you're, um, you are different for me, all right, immediately, right, because we, we need more of that work, um, and I don't, I feel like we started connecting on a couple of things and then I remember because I will I'll be honest like I fill people out <laughs> mm -hmm. you know and I'm, I'm I'll meet with anybody but I'm not gonna bring you in my circle immediately like th that's just real um but with you I felt it was different I felt like we had a connection almost immediately or organic and it was authentic and then I was like you know what I think I was telling you about Ash I had a paper that was accepted mm -hmm. to ASH um, and I, I was at a point where I was going to need to pull the paper or I needed help. And just from what you had shown me, like from your work, I was like, I think you would know how to do this. And you knew you, like you kind of, I don't know how to explain this also, but you kind of could read my mind. And 
it's embarrassing to say that you that's kind of like what I need help with <laughs> like I need someone so I don't have to explain it to them right like I need someone who's gonna be like you know yep I know exactly what you need here's how we're gonna do it right like I kind of don't have time to sit there and to coach someone to get the data at, for that project and you immediately knew and I'm like yes okay I was like, you knew you, because we're in the state of Texas, we were dealing with a new beast and dealing with like the fact, the lack of like transparency in the state, right. With, with the databases. Mm -hmm. And so it would be hard for me to explain that to somebody who's used to getting like in California or to somebody because I had did, I did try with somebody in Texas who just like, didn't really grasp what I was looking for. And so that's why I'm like at this crossroads where like, you know what, I'm going to pull the paper because I can't rely on this data, on this analysis without like we quadruple check these fucking numbers just to make sure. Um, and so I am also forever grateful because you turned out to be an amazing like thought partner, an amazing colleague and like researcher. And I think you're so dope. So thank you for that because this paper will have never seen the light of day I mean we still gotta like send it to publication but the <laughs> the analysis at least of it right like it would have never made it if you wouldn't have came in and really like literally like I don't want to say it but Captain Sabaho because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was right like it was it was bad and so we've actually um I feel like we've had so many conversations since then and it's I'm I, I think it's just the beginning of like a great research partnership and like you're definitely definitely like a homie forever so thank you also for that gracias no that means a lot because I mean when you asked me straight up I was at capacity right because oh. I feel like you know pero I, yeah, feel yeah. Like, I mean you know I'm, I'm like I feel like I'm involved in a lot of shit that I'm like I need to like step back but when you asked me I was just like I cannot let this like I can't let this opportunity like for me it was like like this is like I need to do it and on top of that like I was already kind of sort of doing it like through the the work that I was doing yeah <laughs> so it's just like this is more like more it's a bigger beast right I was like I did a baby beast and I was like this one's like a bigger one so I was like yes yeah, like and that's when when you were saying like about like I knew what you were. I was like, yeah, like I knew because it's like, that's kind of what I was looking at. I was like, but now I'm like looking at like the whole fucking state. The whole state. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, yeah, I got you. And then even with like the spreadsheet too, I was just like, I got you, got you. Like I, I, I can really visual, like visually see how we're going to do it. You definitely, mm -hmm. definitely got me. So I, I appreciate that for you, for, for that. Um, I wanted to ask you, I guess that like going into like our positionalities and why is this work important to you? Fuck. I say that, I say it and it's not like in a, but I think it's like a really, like for me, it's a really effective question. But I think for me, I grew up with my dad going like in and out of jail uh, for most of like my upbringing, you know, for his own personal issues, you know, that he had to deal with. And I think it's straight up, I think it's like his own, like an intergenerational trauma. You know, my dad's an immigrant from Mexico so I feel like when I think about it, I'm just like fuck like my dad literally came from like another country to make it to another country and make something out of something or something make nothing out of something right mm -hmm. and I think he did his best but I think along the way is like you know you you make bad choices and you do wrong things 
so for me when my dad was in and out like I saw how like when he got like sentenced and like when he went in like it didn't just only impact like my dad right like I always say this like my dad's sentence was also like my family sentence right like when my dad did time we also did time because when we were like like you physically remove somebody right from a home not only that but like a breadwinner and um and then on top of that like there's just a lot of shit that happens it's like a triple effect uh, a ripple effect of of things that that just happens um you know when someone gets incarcerated so for me I saw the transition of when my dad got out right and like the lack of support and like the lack of just like the lack of resources and I think it's also like very much complex because I think when we think of also like well when I think about now when my dad gets when my dad got out I was like you know my dad's an immigrant so like his Spanish and his like you know he was at a capacity where like someone who maybe was a U.S. citizen or or speaks or is fluent in English right might be able to navigate this the carceral system a little bit different so I feel like when my dad got out like there wasn't really much a transition of any type of support um I think that's kind of like where I came in and I'm just like as I went through it and I and it's another thing too like I feel like I navigated life up until I went to UCLA when I went to to college because I don't even think I, I was aware of this so much in my community college experience but it wasn't until I got to UCLA. But I feel like culturally, we don't talk about this. Like about like, so like I I I feel like that like when my dad went to jail, like it was something that was like blocked out of my mind that I that it wasn't part of like my identity. It like I feel like I had like my own traumas, right? And I felt like I never associated my traumas to my dad not being there or my dad being incarcerated, right? And it wasn't until I became a little bit more like criti critically conscious of like the impacts of the carceral system and how that fucked me up and how like that impacted me. Then I started to see like the intersections of like incarceration, right? Like family, education. Like I feel like, I wonder like if my dad wasn't in jail or like my dad didn't go to prison, like how my education, my like my K through 12, or even my sixth grade, like my middle school or even high school experience would have been different. Right. So I see those like all those things are intersecting. And I and I I think that's where my position comes in to this work of like providing resources and providing like a transition. And for me, what's worked for me, and I know that it's not uh, a thing for everybody, but what's worked for me has been education, um, like the educational system. And for me, it's 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 reaped a lot of benefits, a lot of support, it's opened a lot of doors. And for me, I feel like why can't we extend that same opportunity for someone who's incarcerated or even you know formerly incarcerated so for those who don't know like i teach at a women's correctional facility in um in texas so for me like going in and being in that space um has really really like shown me my like who i am as like as a person like as a human right like how i see the work but also like the work that I want to do right like for me I don't see it like oh I'm going in here and like I'm doing work on y'all like now we're doing this work together like how do how can we uplift each other how do I uplift you how do I 
uplift your voice how do like how can I use like my like like my freedom right because I feel like that's the, that's what it is like I'm like my freedom's not script right like theirs is yeah and I feel like my voice even my writing maybe has some kind of power or some kind of voice that like that is not stigmatized in comparison to them right because there's a lot of stigma that comes with it and that my dad experienced that you know when he got out so I think it's a lot of like destigmatizing <clears throat> like the carceral system and who's in those spaces. Thank you so much for sharing um, and telling us, right? That I, I think these are experiences and stories that we don't hear. Um, and I think we also don't realize like there's a whole generation of families and children that have experienced the carceral system from a different lens and definitely from a lens of, of stigma and of shame. Um, and so mm -hmm. I really resonate with you. And, and not to say that we need to glorify it, but just to acknowledge, right, that, that this community exists, right? And that, you know, then how do we, how do we then work towards healing, right? Instead of shame and, you know, how do, how do we do that? Um, and thank you also for sharing about your experiences of working inside the women's prison, because I feel like I've, I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, like very vaguely. Um, but I remember the first night that you finished teaching mm -hmm. and you texted me around, it was like around 10 PM and you were like, I need a debrief. And like, I, this is so heavy. And I, I want to share this because people don't realize like this work, quote unquote work is really heavy. And that you don't turn it off and on, right? Like, this is what I call life work. This mm -hmm. is like, you know, we don't clock in nine at 9 a.m. and clock out at 5 p.m. Like, the, the work that we do is a little different and that it's life work and that it's ongoing work and that we're constantly always on a little bit. Um, and we also talk about, I, I would say like maybe strategic ways to kind of bring in certain critical um thinking into these spaces right um and so I'll, I'll share one way for instance like there was a course that I was teaching called scholarly writing had nothing to do with you know critical thinking right like or you know critical race theory or like Yoso's work or you know all of these scholars work right but I acknowledge that and I'm going to be very intentional with the readings that I'm bringing into class and so my like very my way of introducing certain readings to my students in this class was like okay I'm going to bring you know these certain authors in I'm bringing in these specific theories very very intentional about it and halfway through the semester I remember one of my students emailed me and she or we were meeting and she was like are you doing this on purpose? And I said, absolutely, I'm doing it on purpose. I could pick any fucking reading I want. And yes, I'm being very intentional with the readings I'm picking because I want y'all to think critically about the, education, the educational system that you work in and how you can change it and how you can disrupt it. So yeah, um, it's it's very much so on purpose. And she's like, I love it. Like she, she was, she just loved the readings that I picked. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, do they have, because do they have, some, is something to do with, you know, 
scholarly writing. I mean, kind. I I made the connection is is what the point was, and so the same thing kind of with you know what you were doing with with um teaching inside the women's prison was like we had the discussion. You're like, I don't know how to bring in or incorporate certain readings or you had boundaries, right? That you had to kind of stay within. And so you and I talked about ways to color, kind of color outside the lines and to bring up those critical conversations. And I am so glad that you did it because you were that tool for them, right? Like sometimes all you need is like a little spark. And then, and I remember at some point, I remember telling you like, um, you need to meet people where they are. And if you just kind of like little by little sprinkle a little bit here, sprinkle a little bit there, at some point they will put it together. They they kind of need to do that on their own, right? Like everyone's awoken at their own time. Um, and you we just got to be patient and we just got to walk them through the process, right? And meet them where they are in that moment. Um, and sometimes some some folks won't be well awoken and, and that's fine. That's their journey to go through. But as long as we just do our work and introduce in a critical way um, that could hopefully potentially, you know, spark something in them, then we've done our work, right? Well, it's funny you bring that up because I haven't, I feel like we haven't debriefed because I think like since my last class. Yeah. Celebration, right? Because then oh, like, yeah. I left to LA. And then I've been home. They, and they were on lockdown. And they were on lockdown, which is like a whole, like another story. And then, yeah. So at the celebration, well, I sent you the artwork that they gave me, right? Yes. It's, it's, it's interesting how much they paid attention. So to give context, they drew me a Mickey Mouse with, uh, I think it's like three turtles. And the woman who drew it for me, um, I don't even know. I'm, I'm just going to say it. So I was, uh, when I was trained to go in, I was told not to get personal, right? Mm-hmm. Like to like detach, but I'm like, as an educator, like you need to be personal, right? Like you, there's, it's, it's hard to not get personal with your students, especially with like when you're trying to gain trust and like for them to see you for you, right? So I gave them a little bit of like who I was and like my hustle, like into like academia. And I don't know if I told you this, and I I think I have told you this, but I used to work three jobs when I was going to community college. And one of those jobs was the Disney store. And I know as magical as it sounds, it wasn't magical. Um, Well, I mean, it it has its tricks, right? And it has its waves like everything else, right? But like, I think when you're working three jobs, like, you know, you're coming into one and going into the other, like your body just hurts, your mind works. I mean, like everything hurts, right? Like, the, the thinking the talking like you're just like fuck yeah you're going from one space to another so I have to say is that I was like that was my hustle like and I think I was like it, it's like my like I wouldn't say the yin and the yang but like Mickey Mouse for some reason for me means something different because it reminds you of like the hustle right like mm-hmm. that's that was my hustle to get through through college right like especially as I went back older and um so she drew me a Mickey Mouse to remind me of that, she said. And then she, there's the three turtles. And then one of them, she says, it's me. And the other two are my parents. So I didn't, like, she was, she gave me context to the drawing, right? And then, like, she drew stars and all that stuff. So, um, but all I to say is that as when we were, like, doing the celebration, a lot of them came up to me. And even the ones that 
were a little resistance on like on some of the readings mm -hmm. because I think I told you like some of them are very conservative in yeah. thought still because you know we're in Texas and you know not to generalize or stereotype but like it's a it's a very conservative state and a lot of conservative ideals but one of them and not even one of them like I can count I can tell you three of them came up to me and they were like now I know what you were doing like it all makes sense now she's like with the final paper she's like I know why you pick some of the readings like now it makes sense because mm -hmm. some of them I think I'm I think I told you I was like some of them were like really resistant to like some of the readings where they're like I fucking hate this and like literally they would tell me that like, I don't yeah. like this like I read this and I don't understand it and I read this like 20 times and like I don't understand why you gave me this reading but I'm like you, your frustration you're basically breaking down what this reading is about right like you're telling me like exactly what the reading's about through your frustrations so all that to say is like yeah I was very intentional on like who I brought in and it's interesting how like those seeds were planted and in the moment I was just like fuck are they gonna even like see it like are they gonna and I'm like in my mind I was like okay one of them is gonna pick up on it and that's one more person right and like you said everyone gets their woken moment maybe not that time but like later but that really resonated with me when you said that because I was just like you're right like and that's something that they told me that like you knew what you were like now we get it like those readings were very intentional like the assignments were very intentional so no that it just resonated with me when, when you said that because it was like yeah that's real because it's being in there that's exactly what they were saying yeah I want to um, transition a little bit and ask you, what does the game is to be told, not sold mean to you? Oof. I feel like, obviously, like I'm first gen and I have like, I guess, a lot of multiple intersections. I'm a like non-traditional student. I went to the community college system. I transferred out. And I think a lot of that came from like a support system that I got when I was at community college. And I think I invited you actually to the conversation, to the platica that I did uh, mm -hmm. with CCP, Center for Community College Partnerships. Um, if y'all, anybody that's listening are in a community college, definitely look into them in California specifically, LA area-ish, um, reach out to them. Um, but it really, really, really supported me in like the navigation process of like higher ed. So when I think of like, of that phrase I, I think of like like for me I was instilled with like this sense of like responsibility of like diminishing like all the information that I got right and like because the information like that's the way like we help each other out right so for me it's like I'm gonna help you out and I think we've talked about this before like I mean I fuck with you but you talk to me about like academics like the beef we had the tension we had is out the door because I'm not gonna gatekeep you I'm not gonna like if that if you're if like we can put our bella to the side like we we can talk academics mm -hmm. um and for me it's more like sharing that information sharing that knowledge because there's bases like there's academies right that some folks who are affluent you know pay for that information right mm -hmm. we don't have at least I don't I didn't come from like I don't have that generational wealth where like my parents could send me to like a a camp of some sort like that so like a lot of the information that I got was like free community based information that really supported me and that was free right and I think for me like 
I'm going to continue to do that. Like, I'm not going to charge you. Like, hell no. Like, no. Like, and I feel like for me, that's, it's like, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to give you what you need. So that information and like these cycles of like gatekeeping, like, like are gone, right? Like, like it's not about like just closing the door just because you got it. And I think a perfect example of that was for me, when I think about it, like even like I think I'm a very visual person. So when I when I when I think of that, I think of this this activity that I did when I was in community college with one of my professors. And it was kind of like a privilege thing. I think we've talked about it before, but she made us sit in like we all sat in our regular desks like we were supposed to. And then she put a trash can in the middle of the class, like in the middle, like because it was like split in rows, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing was in the middle. And then she's like, all right, she's like, put your name on the paper. And then she's like, and whoever makes it into the basket gets 50 extra credit points. She's like, the only rule is that, like, you can't get up and throw it. You have to throw it from where you're sitting. At. Mm -hmm. So luckily, I was, like, pretty close. So, like, my shot went pretty close, right? And everybody was, like, shooting it. And people were, like, were in the front or, like, that was near the basket was, like, oh, shit, like, I got it. And people, like, mm -hmm. we were looking back at people, like, oh shit, it sucks to be you because you're like sitting way the fuck back there. And like, when you shoot your shot, like, no va a llegar. Yeah, so when, so she pulls the trash can and she starts reading out names and she's like, 50 points, 50 points. Like, oh, like you, 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 everybody that made it, right? Mm -hmm. She was like, none of y'all like said, like, she's like, the only rule is that you had to shoot it from where you were at. Like, like there was no restrictions of like you giving your bolita to like the person, like to me, right? That was closer to shoot it for me. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's how I feel like information is like, like, why am I going to stop? Like, if I can pass on that bolita to you, right? Or like, if I can show that information so that way you have your shot, like, that's how I see it. Like, that's visually, that's how I see it. Like, that I'm going to do what I can to make sure that when you shoot your shot, like, that it gets in and it gets into where you want it to go in. Because that's another thing, too, that I hate is like, I hate when folks try to like, tell you where you they think you need to go and it's like now nah, some of us have like we aspire to certain things and we 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 want to get to certain spaces and like we don't have to like you take advice right and you you can take it or leave it right but I feel like at the end of the day it's up to you right and there's one thing that you I, I think after um our presentation at ash in november you, you know, you were thankful, right, that, that I brought you on. And I said, my only request is that you keep reaching back, right? And I think that goes back to, like, helping someone shoot their shot. Like, I know what it was like so for when I needed Dr. Vasquez to reach back to me and to pull me up. And so that's what I'm doing right now with you, right? It's like, I'm reaching back and pulling you up. And then once you get here, I need you to reach back, right? Because that's how that's how we change this game, right? Mm -hmm. That we we keep reaching back. And I think I I think it was with you, um, or maybe I feel like if it was with you or Joe, or I I said my what I am struggling right now is like maybe it was with Joe. It, am I reaching back far enough, right? Like I know I, I know I'm reaching back and I'm. I'm trying to like mentor and femtor with the current doc students for sure. Like I know I, I got y'all, I got y'all down, 
but am I reaching back far enough to like the undergrads? Am I reaching back far enough to the community college students? And that's where I'm in my mind, like who's in my, not in my circle, but who's in my reach. And, you know, like I will never, what I'll never do is gatekeep knowledge, right? And if, if I can help anybody, like that's, I think that's where um I got a message last night from um, a scholar mommy and it just really, really fucking resonated because yesterday was my birthday and I'll just read a little bit of what she said, but she says like, when I, so she's talking about a picture of me and Melania. So she goes, when I saw this pic of you and your daughter, I saw myself for the first time in higher education. This representation of a Latina student mother becoming a doctor was something I had never seen before. And so last night it was like one in the morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was, it was hard, right? And if I went through it so that just one person can see themselves in me, then it was worth it. And so like, I'm, I feel like I'm taking that energy now with the professorhood, right? Like being a professor, being a mother, like this shit's still hard. <laughs> like, you know, being like all these marginalized identities. And um, I feel like I'm, I'm taking that energy, like, okay, if I can do it and someone can see that they can do it too, then it, then it's worth it. But like thinking back to that reach, because this, the student who messaged me this, she's a community college transfer student. So she's going to be starting her second semester at a CSU. And I just, I'm just reflecting on that. Like how, you know, sometimes I think I, I'll be honest, like sometimes I think too many people have, have easy access to me. Right. Um, and I struggle with that because I, I, so I struggle with, I need to keep reaching back. And then how do I keep advancing in my career? Because mm -hmm. we all only have 24 hours in a day. And so if I'm spending, you know, four hours mentoring a day, you know, that's four hours less of writing time. And I know my male colleagues, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. I know my homies out here are, are are not doing that work, right? They're, they're spending their, their time writing. Um, they're not mentoring and mentoring the next generation like I am. And I'll just call it out. Like I'll call it for what it is. Um, but at the same time, like sometimes, you know what, I'll stay up later or I'll wake up earlier because it's so, it's still so important that we keep reaching back, right? Mm -hmm. Like we, it's just unselfish and it is what it fucking is. Like if, if I'm getting up earlier and I'm, I'm staying up later to do it, then that, I think, I think I've come to the conclusion, like, that's just what it's going to be. Um, that's just what it is. But I, I do want to name it. Like there, there are some that are doing the work and, and others that are not. So there goes my rant, but <laughs> what no, is I, this? Oh, go ahead. No, I, I feel it because I feel like sometimes I mean, I guess I'll call it what it is too, right? Um, you know, you you meet professors, right? And 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 then I'm like, fuck, like I read your work and you know, and it's like let's say on mentoring, right? Or or support and and I'm like, bro, you're not practicing what you're preaching. And I think and I think for me, like Puerto like I am forever, ever like in debt. Like, like if if your support and your mentorship had like a was like a student loan like shit I, I'd be <laughs> I'd be racking up my 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 student loan debt with you is, is like hi and even that like even for like putting me on and I think that's something that 
that like I like I, I'm never ever 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 gonna take that for granted because I know what it is to to bring somebody new to a space or like to introduce them to like your homies right and then for you to be like fuck I'm gonna bring somebody around in hopes that my homies now fuck with like somebody that I fuck with now right like yeah and and you did that and I think you did that when we were at Ash and like like when you did that I was just like it 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 felt organic and I was just like fuck like this is this is real like this is some real shit like like I fuck with her and like now I'm seeing that she fucks with me right and I have to make sure that that like that I foster this that I that I nurture this that I that I continue this um and also like I'm learning right like as like as much as like like we, we fucked around like when we were at Ash right and but you know we said at the work right but like like I'm also learning on like how I want to be once I get to like like on your side right like and how to like normalize like the role because like very similar to what you were saying like about the the message you got like right that the DM I had a friend who would always say this and she would always be like you cannot be who you cannot see and I think like I navigated higher ed that way. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't, I never saw somebody, right? And I think for me, and I think I told you this before, like that's why I fucking do my hair blonde, right? Cause I'm just like, I'm sure there's somebody out there that fucking wants to dye their hair. So fuck it, I'll dye my hair, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Or, like that's why I, like I wouldn't say that's the reason why I have piercings, but I feel like I have my nose pierced. I have, you know, my ears pierced, I have tats. I like ratchet shit, right? Like I, I like, I like stuff like uh, like Jay's. I like, and actually that's one thing that like, I don't know if Gabe ever told you this, but when y'all went to the the summit over the summer, mm-hmm. he had some dunks and I was I was very like, oh shit, like I fuck with your shoes. And I don't know if he told you that, but I was just very like, oh shit, like. Yeah, it was like, funny because he was nervous about, he was he, so also Gabe is not in academia, right? And so for those yeah. listening that may not know, Gabe is my my life partner. And he's not in academia and he, um, he didn't go to college. He, he, he actually, he, he graduated high school and um, went to community college, but did not finish for the reasons that we know, right. That exists with <laughs> Latino males and Latino male studies and all of that. But when um, I was invited to go to Austin, it, it was, it's a three hour drive. And I was actually going to do the drive. It was longer than three hours, actually four hours. I was going to do the drive by myself. And he goes, no, I'll drive you um, for your presentation. And we kind of made like a day trip out of it, but he didn't know what to wear. And I said, you know, wear what you want, like be yourself, be comfortable. Um, I'm, this is what I'm wearing because it, it's, it was a big presentation for me. I was like, but you come in however you want, like you're my guest, like it, it kind of doesn't matter. And so he was wearing, I don't know, what, what, I'm going to say Nikes, but I don't know. They were pandas, they, I guess. Yeah, the pandas. The okay, pandas. You know yeah, yeah, the pandas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want those. I still want those. <laughs> and so he he was like, oh, I kind of felt, because I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it, like his game, um, his shoe game is kind of, you know, it, it's not up to date as, as he would like it to be. It is what it is. And he's like, oh, but he, he keeps them clean. Like whatever, you know, shoes he does got, he keeps them clean and they're in the box like as soon as he as soon as he's done wearing them you know definitely definitely one of those those shoe um types of people 
so yeah I was like yeah wear wherever you want wear jeans and or whatever kind of shoes they are and you know jeans and just a button up and but it, it goes back to that where he you know I guess normalizing these spaces like we're in academic spaces but like how we present and how we dress and I think it's I'll be honest it's a constant battle it's a constant battle because um how do I explain this I think I'm I'm in a, a space where I am like I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely fighting against this. Like you have to dress this way. You have to look a certain way. Um, I have all the marks against me already. And I'm, I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> like I, I think early, not before, like when I was in student affairs, I was fitting the, I was like, you know, I'm going to what's the like coat switch or I'm going to be. And then after my doc program, I'm like, no, you get what you get. And I'm, it doesn't change what's my intellect is. It doesn't change what's going to come out. I like, um, you know, I, I think definitely got into the space where I'm tired of code switching. I'm going to say what I got to say respectfully, of course, but I'm going to look how I want to look and I'm going to look comfortable doing it. You know, um, exactly. like I don't do heels ever. So I'm like, why start? Um, you know, I don't know. I just, it, it's also kind of like a, an FU to professionalism in this space, like where we have to conform. Um, I remember like the first thing I remember being told that I talk too much with my hands. I'm like, how do you, you know, like, do you sit on your hands or like, I do too much movement. And it's like, what does that mean? I talk too much with my hands. And so, or even like the bracelets and the bangles, like, oh, you know, when, cause when you talk, your bangles move and you, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's distracting. And I'm like, well, pay attention or like folk I don't know like stop looking at my jewelry or or whatever I just it just became exhausting right to kind of show up and to like look a certain way and um I'll be honest for a while I did the red lip for just like out of spite and then I'm also like that's not even me anymore either so why am I doing that you know like the hoops and red lip like that's a cute like no like you that's what you got to do that that's if that's you then that's you but I've always been like a hoop and nude lip type of person so um that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that um because that's where I'm comfortable um but yeah all all that I don't know how how we got on like I guess professionalism and like the performance of it um it's yeah, because I was gonna say even like packing for conferences, I'm just like, oh fuck, like, like you have to like. I'll, I'll say it. It's like academic hazing, at least for me. Oh, totally, it totally like, is. Yeah, like academic hazing where you're like, you have to dress apart, speak the part, look the part. Doctor Vida was one of the first persons that I saw with tennis shoes, and I I what was at uh, ARA. Mm-hmm. She has some dunks too, actually. The same dunks. Oh, really? Like, like, yeah. And then I remember, and I, 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 I don't want to say I called her out, but I noticed them and I complimented. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "You, you," and she's like, yeah, "I'm not gonna do like heels." Yeah. She's like, "I'm gonna be comfortable." And then I was like, "You know what?" I was like, "I want to be comfortable too." I was like, "I know I'm a doc student, but I want to be comfortable too." Yeah. Like I don't want to be in dress shoes. That's not me. Right. That's I mean, it's not. Then I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, why? not even that like just be I feel like you can be your best self when you feel comfortable in what you're wearing and how you look and how you're presenting yourself and I mean even right now my gosh I'll be like right now I'm in my my Wednesday black phase right well first off black on black everything is me um but I I'm deciding to do it with my nails 
and the looks <laughs> and then even like this time I got a design I'm like y'all don't even know you don't even want like throwback mail when I come back with my acrylics and my airbrush like that's it, that that would be like me being like a thousand percent authentic is getting me getting my nails like all the way back what is it the, the star shots like the yeah, old, yeah, yeah. The, the and so okay so check that out that's what it, that's what I wanted I don't even know if I have the drawing I was showing a friend the other day let me see if I got it I do so oh gosh I'm gonna have to describe this for people listening but you know like okay like the star do you know where I was going with this in this when you connect them yeah well no 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 it's not connected but it's just like a star I don't know how to describe it but like it's a star you see in the streets or in the hood that you would get airbrushed on your nails okay yes yes, yes okay yes. when you would get the t-shirts and like you would yes, put them in, yes, and then they exactly. would be like the little stars like yes that like is kind of thing yeah that is what I was going oh it's like that's what I wanted but this is what I got I got like a what would you a snowflake <laughs> so you know what I was gonna ask you I was like I was like is that like a for like a stay you know like the three wise men is oh yeah like, epiphany yeah I was yeah like, the like little like sort of dated or the you know like the yeah yeah um no that's not what I wanted I wanted a fucking airbrush star that you would get from back in the day but I got I got like a a winter right okay south texas definitely south texas (laughs) um okay let me see i want to be mindful of our time because i you and i could platica for for literally hours so um i i love i love and then we still gotta talk offline i I know okay (laughs) (laughs) you're like okay 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 um let's see what's a scholar homie to you I'll go back to like the visualization, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think, because I, I was thinking about that. I was like, what does that mean? And, and in my head, I was just like, I think of like someone that you can be like your authentic self, your organic self, uh-huh. where you can chop it up about fucking fighting the patriarchy and capitalism, but then like still, how can I say this in a academic professional way by just saying it <laughs> like and you can still throw ass like at the end of the day okay you know what I mean? like like yeah I, we can present and we can do this and at 11 we're gonna p.m or even a.m you know we can still go to a happy hour and like just be ourselves be normal be who you are who you were I guess because sometimes I feel like academia the message like it pulls you of who you were before spaces but it's like going back to that person like you're I don't want to say your inner child but like just who you were who you are when you're not wearing your academic hat because I I hate hate and that's another thing too that actually that's one thing that another thing too like when I went up to you Mm -hmm. I was like I don't I don't I'm sure she gets this all the time I was like I'm not trying to I don't want her to talk to me like oh, let me put on my academic hat, right? Yeah. Like, and I think that's, and I think that to me, that's what, that's like a scholar homie is this like, that where if uh, academic thought comes through, then we can talk about it. And then that conversation could really then switch and be like, oh shit, did you hear the new fucking CD or the new uh, Cardi B drop? Like when I share songs with you, yes, right? Like, yes. like things like that, like, or memes or gifs, like, but, in, but then at the end of the day, like you could still chop it up and be academic and then still, talk you know some ratchet shit you know like or 
or talk shit. Like, and not and I, and I say talk shit is like not like talk shit, but you know what I mean, like like how you say kiki, right? And I'm like, and yeah, like different. Yeah, because but we are think, normal. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like, and be normal and be, just be who you are. But I also think it's like a community that, for me personally, like I feel like you fostered in the sense of like, like, like I guess for me, like Ash, right? When you introduced me to like the other professors, you know, Dr. Mara, Dr. Camacho, like to me, like th those are people also that I, I knew, right, and that I also like not that I knew right before, but like that you know who who they are, like yeah. because of who they are as a as a professional, right? So for me, it's like again normalizing that side of academia that I'm just like that now I can be like wow, like they're normal, yeah. like they're normal people, right? Like they're academics, but then they're still normal. They're still homies. They still get it. They still get where I'm coming from. They still normalize who I am and how I come into the space. And I think other 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 folks or non-scholar homies, I wouldn't say that they judge, but like you know, there's a there's a chip right on a shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with scholar homies, like I don't see the chip. I don't see. I feel like I could I could say what I need to say because I still struggle with this. And I think I, we talked about this where like, I think there's times that I, I I resort back to like my ESL days and I'm just like, oh shit, I sound stupid. Or like, I didn't say that in a, in a proper way. And I feel like within this space, within this community of other scholars, that that's like normal. That it's like, I see you, I feel you, I get you. Or like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't say it that, like you didn't say it the right way, but I still get what you were trying to say yeah you don't call me out on it and say like and to yeah. make me feel some type of way and I feel like that's what it feels like and even like I said back in Ash when like you introduced me like like it felt organic it didn't feel weird or you know what I mean like it, it felt normal it felt like it just it, it was normalized yeah and I feel like there needs to be more of that and it's funny you and, and now you're making me think of like yesterday I was talking to my friend I'll be quick she hit me up we went to community college together mm -hmm. and she she hit me up and she's like hey she's like I I, I think I want to this is what she said and I was just like hmm she's like I want to go back to community college she's like because I want to learn how to present and speak more eloquently and more this and this and that right and she had all these lists of things and then and she's like because I want to I want to like sound educated and I was like well you are educated like like, but it's like, and I was telling her, I was like, school's not what it was before. Like, at least for when me and her went, like, yeah. we went back when, like, shit wasn't student-centric. Like, you were called out for saying some stupid shit. Like, yeah. not shit, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it was. Oh, we were was, academically was, hazed. Yeah. Yeah, like, you were academically hazed. Like, you 100%. were called out. Like, you don't say that. Or you don't, you don't say it that way. Right. And I'm like, bro, I'm hella ESL. Like, you got to understand that, like, the way I say shit, I say it because that's the way I was taught. Right. In my ESL classes. So we were talking about that and I was telling her like like you're gonna get that from academic spaces like like it's different like I feel like it's changed at least for me like I feel like my community college experience changed from when I went first right out of high school mm -hmm. to when I went back like 10 years later like there's more student-centered faculty that I feel that are a little bit more normal 
but I think all that to say scholar homies to me it's it's a collective of of folks who just like are normal who have very similar experiences that normalize who you are in your authentic self but also like respect you as like as a person as as a scholar and I don't know it's a community for me thank you for that no I I appreciate that that response and I think it's um it's definitely about normal like just normalize I think that goes by the kind of like why I wanted the podcast right to to kind of have the space where um we're always in these academic spaces. We're always presenting our work and quote unquote, putting our best selves forward. And not that we don't have to right now in this space as we're talking, but I'm just saying like, there's so much more to us, right? That, um, and I think how we how we started our conversation with the 40 minutes before we were recording mm-hmm. the podcast, and we were, about, we were kind of like just debriefing about our break, right? Like we're on winter break. And you said like, I don't want to think. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, I don't think that people get that, right? Like, we're always on. We're all like our our brains are literally always thinking about theorizing and fucking like all these systems that we're in and we're trying to break it down. And then we're trying to connect research to practice. And then we're trying to be student focused. And that's exhausting. All doing it all the time. And so just for these few weeks, we just want to just not think. <laughs> And, you know, not, not, it's, it's just like, and it goes back to like me, like, you know, I want to watch trash TV when I'm, when I'm Netflixing and binging and Netflix and chilling or whatever. I, I just want to put on mindless TV um, and not think. And then even that too, like, we're going to sit there and analyze the shows and we're going to analyze if they do that properly. Like that shit's fucking exhausting. I'm sorry. Like to be on all the time is exhausting. And I think about this too, like at what point, at what point, like, that's not healthy, right? Um, I remember, oh, I remember when I was, gosh, this was years ago, Melania was little, and we went to Disneyland, and uh, Disney, my, I, right, go back to <laughs> Disney, she was like two years old, maybe, and somebody messaged me and was like, how can you be at Disney, and like, with all the stereotypes that, and all of the, the, the wrong messaging it sends to, to children, and especially to little girls, and, and I was like, that's fucking exhausting, and all the time, I'll be honest, like, when I, when I walk through the gates of Disney, sometimes I gotta check, I gotta check some things there, right, and I gotta leave some things at the gate, because if you go through Disneyland and you're critically analyzing every, you everything that's wrong with Disneyland you will I think drive yourself crazy like literally crazy and so I'm like you gotta take in certain things and I'll I'll share this real quick story so Melania was a little bit older we were standing in line somewhere in like space world I've I've, I've in Tomorrowland I was like I, I've I've been away from California so long I already forgot so we, I think we were in Tomorrowland this person had their nails painted and Melania goes look mommy his nails are painted rainbow and I was like that is so beautiful and I remember people looking at me for my response right and I was like wow and for her it was the first time she'd probably seen it seen like a different gender with her nails painted and I was like wow what color are they she goes, they're rainbow. And I go, you like rainbows? She goes, I do. And I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. You have something in common, right? She goes, we do. 
And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. But the adults around, like not just like the strangers looked at me for for that. And I, I was like, that's where you find like a, an educational moment, right? Or a teachable moment. And so for, for me, that's what, you know, you can find in any space. So like, yeah, you got to sometimes check yourself at the gate, but then when necessary, you can also make a teachable moment and then mm-hmm. move on with your day. And that was it. That was it. It was like literally five seconds of our day. But I, I think, um, I think to going back to like TV and to like always being in this critical space, like I, I find it always, you know, it's just, it's a lot. And I think going back to normalize it, like, um, and, and then speaking and public speaking and um, I'll be honest too, like, I'm even surprised <laughs> at, you know, I get asked and I'm so honored. I get asked to be at keynotes and I get asked to to present, you know, my research and spaces and I'll going through my master's program, going through my doctoral program, I was the fucking worst public speaker in my classes. And anybody in my cohort could tell you this. They, they probably, they will immediately tell you like, they're probably shocked that I'm the one doing this. <laughs> you know why? It's because I think in that moment I was caught up, like I have to be this quote unquote um, professional speaker and I have to speak so eloquently and da, da, da. And I, when I let that go, and when I could just show up myself, that's when it just changed for me. Um, and I think that's what I, I realized too, because I have, like you said, you have your academic, you know, crushes or, you know, these, those folks that you look up to. And when I see them public speaking in all these spaces, I'm like, you know, and I, I, I kind of catch myself doing it, you know, now I'm like, oh, I wish I could speak like them, but I'm, I can't because I'm not them. And they have their knowledge and I have mine and I, I know what I bring. I, I bring something different to the table. Yeah. Um, and A different sauce. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, I think we're, I don't know where we are with our time <laughs> and, and we can literally go on forever, but let's get into, um, let's get into this portion of, of this or that. And I want to, I want to maintain the theme of California versus Texas for those oh. who listened to the last yeah. episode. Um, because you are a California native and you're currently, well, your, your schooling is in Texas. And so you and I also have this um, other connection where we're kind of like current California transplants in the state of Texas. And we're navigating that at the same time. <laughs> so let's go for it. Um, Dale. Okay. So Tex-Mex or California Mexican food? The eye roll. It was the eye roll for me. <laughs> I was like, ah, not a California Mexican. It's it's crazy you bring that up because I literally just had a rant with my mom about this. And uh-huh. my dad's a cook, uh-huh. his profession, right? And he came to me and I was like, Dad, I was like, if y'all were to move, I was like, you would fucking be a fucking billionaire. I was like, these fucking tacos that they sell in Texas, fucking queso. I, I don't eat queso. That's not my yeah. thing. Breakfast tacos, not my thing. Like I'm, I grew up with like huevos con weenie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah, no. Cali, Cali, Mexico. <laughs> I love it. In and out versus what a burger. Another eye roll. Another eye roll. <laughs> in and out. I actually want to get that before I leave. I know we have In and Out in Texas, but it it's it different. doesn't taste the same. Mm-mm. Like the love is, I don't, I feel like they do it with like hate. I'm like, do you, like, are you doing my burger with hate? Because like, it doesn't taste <laughs> the same. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't taste the same. Okay. 
So we'll do South Padre Island, which is like a Texas beach versus any beach in California. California. Like, I know we have some nasty water, but actually my best, the best beach that I've been though, it's actually a San Diego beach, La Jolla oh, beach with okay. the seals. I think it's yes. more the seals. The seals, I, okay. But the area is problematic, but the seals, yeah. yeah. Okay. San Antonio or San Diego? Well, that's a hard, so, okay, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, San Antonio to me has been like my East LA in Texas. Oh, I love that. Like where yes. I go back, it's like my Boyle Heights. It's yes. like my it's East where you LA. get your culture. Yeah. Like I don't know. It gives me it shoots me up in a different way. But San Diego also hits different. I'll and be it, honest. Yeah, San Antonio right. does that for me too. Being in Texas, I when I and I, I've told you this, I um at least once a month I gotta go there because it it does fill me up in a way that South Texas doesn't. Yeah, I agree. So that's like a hard one because I'm like I'm starting to like San Antonio. Yeah. Which I'll let you know they have fiestas. You know about the fiestas. Yes, we gotta we gotta. Oh, go. in April, okay. let's go. It's, I'm it's, down. Let's let's, let's come back for okay. that. I do want to go for that. I would say San Diego. Okay. Because San Diego has a also hits different because when we used to go to Mexicali, I'm from Mexicali. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we would go that route and we sometimes we would either stop in San Diego or like the other route that we would go to. But San Diego, I would say San Diego. Okay. I would say uh, Morgan. <laughs> California tamales or Texas tamales? California. I just fucking had like a whole, you already know, we made tamales and we had like, uh, literally like we've been eating that for like the past week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, right now I'm a little, uh, pero like Over, yeah. Also, like when you reheat them on like the comal. Yeah, they taste different. Uh, they hit different. different. Yes. Um, say one nice thing about Texas. <laughs> I don't know if that was uh, an eye roll or like a thought. <laughs> I think a little bit of both. Um, okay. How come? I guess I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> their their football culture. Yeah, nice. I don't know. Um, I don't know something nice about Texas. I like El Paso. Oh, okay. El Paso is, is kind of chill. I I that was actually when I drove from LA to Austin. Mm-hmm. El Paso was where we stopped, and I really liked it. It reminded me a lot of like Mexicali, like the border town, like the Calexico, Mexicali border. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that maybe. No, let me take that back. I met some really dope people in Texas. Okay. So maybe that I don't know maybe that's a, that's a nice thing about Texas or about the people but yeah they, I've met some really dope people in Texas like yeah faculty and even like personal friends that I'm just yeah. like fuck with you and like you're cool I love it any last words for the people listening yeah I would just say don't get discouraged if you're like in this academic route and if you're just starting, and I think maybe going, this is going back to the reaching out part, right? Like if you're at a community college, like just know that community college is college. Yes. And that, that is, for the most part, at least that was my entry point. And I know that that's Arturas Veta's uh, starting point. Mm-hmm. And I think it serves its purpose. You just have to, you know, reach out, you know, if you need support, because I think there's support systems in place. We just have to make sure that we, we tap into that um, 
and I would also say like you and I'm, I'm I say I get this is like a big podcast right but mm-hmm. even if you don't know what that means like reach out like to either one of us because I think we both know the system really well and how to navigate that and finding support so I just think yeah like see yourself within these academic spaces because we need a bunch of y'all yes with us because it's very much needed we need more of us I want to say because we're fighting for our lives but yeah (laughs) yeah basically I was like we need y'all here (laughs) we need y'all here we need more support more guidance more and then it just continues it perpetuates right like then you tell your tia you're you're you know it just continues and it, it continues to break cycles of like generational shit that we deal with so I want to say don't suffer in silence so like you yeah. waited months and months to email and to send that email off and so for, I guess I know I asked you the question but I'm, I'm going to respond for anyone who's listening like don't wait just just do it just connect and and reach out to whoever you you're you're intending to and um in hopes that you get the response that you're looking for. And I, I will say the caveat, because I I hear this a lot, that folks will reach out and then not get the response that they wanted. And it's not you, it's them. Reach out to somebody else, okay? So if they don't respond in an email or, or, or respond in how you you were hoping, you know, know that it's not you, that it's them, but but continue to reach out to somebody else. Um, and, you know, just keep, don't suffer in silence. I would agree. And, and I think, even reaching out to them beforehand and just kind of if that's not the response that you were looking for or that you were expecting, then that just tells you that it was that door was not meant for you to open. Yeah. And that there's another door that's yeah. out there. Right. And I don't like the I sometimes I feel like I like it, but sometimes I don't like the whole closed mouth don't get fed because I feel like sometimes it takes a lot yes. to to speak up, right? Like just how it took me months to reach out to you. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, just know that there's a lot of people, there's a lot, focus on the people that are willing to help you versus the negative experiences. Because I feel like we can harp and talk about the negative experiences all we want, but just know that there's just really dope people out there that are willing for you to reach out. You just have to reach out and not be scared because I was scared. (laughs) And now we have this. (laughs) Definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, your whole being and just your existing. And I, I'm so glad that um, that we've connected on a, such a deeper level because you are such a dope person. And um, I am excited for you. I'm excited to see what you do with your career. And I know that I feel like I'm going to be there just cheering you on the entire way. So thank you for for the book <laughs> months ago. And, and just thank you for, for everything because um, you are so dope. Gracias. Thank you. That no, means a lot. Thank you.